What it is guys, your boy Alan from Absolute Alanizing and today we got some different for y'all man. Narcos Mexico season three review. Now something different because I just wanna do something different, man. Uh I really I chose this show to review because I really love the show. Uh, I love narcs. <laughs> you know, I love narcs. I love history. Let's do a lot with history. Has to do a lot of history about Mexico, politics. Guns, violence, you know, just all bunch of stuff that goes into one. And I really enjoy it. Like I really love history. It's one of my things. I know it sounds nerdish, but I mean I do. Like it's just great. And then mixes with the show and mixes with narcs, like it's great. I love the show because it's like half documentary, half drama, and it's cool. I just like the way it showcases everything. Season was pretty good. New characters, different time periods same corruption i'm gonna go by i'm gonna review it like place slash person so it won't be long give my reviews on that then at the end put it all together so let's start off with amado and el cartel you know amado carrio fuentes aka el señor de los cielos with el cartel de juarez one of the criticisms i had for the show not a lot of screen time on amado and it's due to a lot of factors. It's due to, you know, that they have the uh, Tijuana Sinaloa war going on, and they have characters there. All their characters there, you know, Benjamin, Edenina, Ramon, for Tijuana, Francisco, Loiga, Chapo, Guero, Azul, you know, a whole bunch. That's the whole characters. And then you get the side characters, while Andrea and Victor. And that's one of the criticisms I have. There's like a lot of stories going on, and they're trying to fit it into a 10 episode, one hour each. So that's one of my things. There's not a lot of screen time on Amado, and there's a lot of shows, like I'm saying, but you have to find time. Like, you had to cut some of the things, we're gonna get into that later. You had to cut some of the side characters' things off and put more screen time on Amado. Why? He's a Senor de los Cielos, bro. This dude was the dude in the 90s. Even Andrea says so in the show. She's, you know, a character slash narrator. She even says, like, in the beginning, like, Amado was the richest trafficker in history. In the 90s, he was the guy. He was the guy. Supposedly, made like 90 billion something or maybe more dollars. I don't know, but this dude was the guy. Drug trafficking was him. That's why his name was Senor de Silas, man. And like, you're telling me you're not gonna put more screen time on him? Like, that's literally the whole point. Like, he's the guy that made it tick. So that's all I was just saying. Like, bro, like, it's not well like like they should have put more time on him and I, I know i do like the stuff they put like i like how they talked about the cell system i didn't really know about that like i know he had his own cartel about like how narcos man that's one of the few things i didn't know actually in the show taught me about the cell system which is that he had the cartel obviously had different uh parts of it we're gonna go back to gallardos uh, felix's place you know where he had his own cartel, his own cartel plan, you know, that had the plaza system and each node they existed and blah, 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 it would move. Amado, he switched that. All of them had different parts, but none of them know it existed. So you can't, there was no excuses. It was like, oh, this part's not working, so I can't do my job. It wasn't like that at all. It don't matter who is not working. The drug is going to make it to the US, no matter what. And I think that was great, man. That was good 
it's not all oh, apologies for the sirens man you know it's, it's late at night sorry but continuing on it was a good system like i think it worked system worked great and i like how they pointed that out and i give credit that to them which is good and everything which is cool and how they showed it so that's the only props i give but that's the only curse one of the only criticism i give bro like more screen time on a model and that's due to the fact that there's a bunch more players in the game and we're gonna talk about more about that later but they should have taken that off One of the also, you know, taking off the criticism, one thing I like from the show is how they put Carlos Hank Gonzalez in the show and his relationship with Amado. So I knew him, I knew about Carlos Hank before the show. I don't know if you guys did, or you know, I do my research and you know, I like history, blah blah blah, you know. So I, lo- I knew a lot of stuff before I even watched the show. Carlos Hank, great politician, he was like a heavy influencer on the pre. On the president and that in the show it's uh carlos hank before it was miguel de, uh, miguel de madrid and then after carlos gonzalez after carlos uh and they're both named carlos uh carlos salinas de Guatari. it was um ernesto cedillo and then after uh cedillo it was Vicente fox but fox is not really a big thing because he was with pan not pretty and you know, Carl Tink was with Betty. But great dude. He had a lot of businesses. And then he went into the politician game. And corruption happened. Alright. But in Mexico, it's crazy in Mexico. They don't really see him as a corrupt politician. There's still like statues of him. And even on this show, I didn't know about this show. That show also brought it up about uh, Operation White Tiger with the US and Mexico try to bind together and try to like find all the money laundering schemes that he had, like that he was in. He was into this, like he was in it to the cartels and drug trafficking, but his friends shut it down and, you know, conspiracy theories, blah, blah, blah. But we know that the dude is corrupt and I love how they put him in there, show how Amado sees that he's the future, right? So then he kills his partner, Rafael, because Rafael is on some terrenos and Amado knows this is the future, bro. He's making business with the USA about NAFTA, with North Atlantic, North Atlantic Fair Trade Agreement. And I apologize ahead of time if we're not gonna get into a lot, bro, because I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to condense this into one thing. It's not gonna take forever, but we're gonna stuff NAFTA, obviously. I said, and he's trying to get into that. He knows that's gonna be the future. That's what's gonna make the trade. Because if you know about the North Atlantic uh, Fair Trade Agreement. This allows, this paper, this trade allows them, the three countries, Canada, USA, and Mexico, to trade things, import things, export things without the tax. And that's very important, the tax. So it's extra money. So you're, you're exporting things for free. So there's more money to be made. You're making more money than you're losing. So it's the whole big thing. Blah, blah, blah. You understand me? Right? So that's why it's big. And Amado knows this. So I got a partner with Hank so we could trade these drugs and these money laundering and blah blah blah. And, you know, Carlos Hank doesn't want to at first because he's like, bro, you're a drug trafficker, I'm a politician, this looks bad. How am I gonna trade with you? And I was like, man, you know what? What did the Arayano do? Don't you say thing with them, bro? I have any bodromo? I sell my horses like a racetrack thing. And I'm gonna sell that, bro, and that's my business. 
So that's how they get together. And that works out for a long time. And then obviously their business, their business gets sour because I'm always trying to get out of the game. And that whole thing. Crazy thing. Crazy. Crazy thing. But, you know, at the end, we're going to get closer to the end now. Their relationship comes sour because he's trying to get out. And Carlos Hank starts to hate him. <laughs> because he's making him look bad. And then... Milo takes some money away from him so he can give to the Sinaloa for the Tijuana Sinaloa War. And Carlos Hank obviously doesn't like that because you can't have your business in the light, especially about truck trafficking business, bro. Like, that's gonna kill you. So, that's bad. And then this correlates with how it gets all bad because then they also add General Jesus Hector Rebollo, the corrupt general who's literally tasked by the US and Mexico. To be the head guy stopping narcos and this dude was the center of it all <laughs> this dude was the one that was helping all the narcos he was the head guy who was helping everybody which is oh, hilarious bro hilarious this man was tasked to stop narcs and narcs were paying him to help them out <laughs> wow and i just like how they added that and it's, you know that's it's just hilarious but you know after it comes out that he's corrupt and everything, Malo becomes famous. Obviously. And his face is everywhere. Which is bad for business, which is why Carlos then very much separates himself. And he's like, I'm gonna find this dude, I'm gonna kill him. So he can, you know, he can never correlate between us two. We're never in a relationship. Right? And like they said, bro, if you're a drug trafficker, this is a, this is a word, this is a code that everyone's like. If you're a drug trafficker and you're famous, you're over the news, your career is dead, buddy. It's over because you're a drug trafficker. You cannot be famous. Everyone's looking for you. Everyone knows who you are. Like, it's over. It's over. But I like how they do that. And that's it's kind of ties to when I'm modeling now. He's on the run now. He's trying to change his face. So this correlates to now the relationship that they has with Martha. We're going to get into Martha and then we're going to get into the ending and it's changing his face, all right? Let's get into Martha because that, that goes into that. Narcos puts his relationship with Martha. I don't know if it's true, all right? It could be true, false. I don't know. Oh, I'm there. Uh, and it's not really in this book, sorry. But in the show, he dates Martha, who's a Cubana, right? And he's very intimate with her. It looks like they fuck with each other, literally and figuratively. And it's all going well, right? So then, he tells her to go to Chile. That he's going to buy some terrenos and they're going to start their life. And he does that because Amado knows he's living on broad time, bro. He's getting out of the game early so he doesn't end up like Felix and Pablo. They thought they had a whole ton of time, but they don't. So he's like, I'm going to get out now. So, he tries to. He tries to. And he leaves. Right? And he supposedly dies. Which leaves us to the ending the ending in where you can see Martha's there there's two, two cups of wine and the little plane that Amado has now it's obviously supposed to imply to the audience that Amado is still alive which I love because if you know the history and the show the show also says that Amado supposedly died July 7, 1997 remember this because there's three sevens supposedly died that day while getting surgery on his face changed his appearance now it's the whole conspiracy behind it did he actually die did he not the whole lot of thing for me personally 51 percent i don't think he did I, don't, I think he's alive 
and what I think is alive is because all the clues, all the stories, it just lines up too good. Like, bro, like, there's... It's no coincidence that literally, supposedly after he died, the police showed up. So after his dude died, that's when the police showed up. They didn't show up before, really. And the two surgeons who did the surgery on him, dead. They were murdered. So the two guys who knew how his face looked like died. Whoa. Ain't that crazy, man. So... I'm not 100 and, and then the government says, oh, we, we found his body, but they ID'd him and it wasn't a match. Oh, seems a little bit fishy, man. Seems a little bit fish. So 51% I think is a lie. And then people are like, well, how would they ever find him yet? If it was if the operation was successful, he has a different face. So that would be probable in why they couldn't find him real life right you're gonna be like oh we're martha wouldn't know what that's the show bro that's the show we don't know if that was real life in real life they could change space you could have dead wherever he wanted to it makes a bunch of sense man supposedly like i say it made like 90 billion bro split it 45 billion goes to the government don't be shy you know whatever man we'll pretend sense too much sense but i just love how narcs man codes clips of wine the plane like and his daughter had i think that's storybook ending like that's just a stamp that's why i really like enjoy narcos and everything which is cool, which is cool, but I'm gonna go back to my own thing, bro. Should have had more screen time. Should have had more teenage time. He's literally the thing of the 90s, bro. His name is El Señor de los Cielos, bro. Like, oh. and like, I know, I know this is bad. It's bad to say because you know I'm, I'm a man of God, bro. I love God, and it just goes against morals and drug trafficking. It's obviously horrible and bad and killers and murders and everything, right? Kills people. But he's my favorite narc, man. Like, he's my favorite narc. Like, this dude is the shit. If you did your history before an arc is making like me, man, this dude's the shit, dude. His name is El Señor de los Cielos, bro. That's a fucking awesome nickname. Dude was the first one that, like, hey, man, let's put some drugs in an airplane and let's go. Fucking legit. Like, that, that shit's lit. And that's why I've always liked them. And he just needed more time. He just needed more screen time, in my opinion. I was, like, this whole thing is good, but he needed more screen time. This is a good transition to the Tijuana Sinaloa War. These two cartels fucking hate each other, which is great. And if you watch the second season, Felix calls it now. We don't know if he actually called it in real life. I don't know, but to show, he foreshadows it. Like these two guys, these two cartels hate each other. Everything's personal for them. It's not going to end a war. It's going to be a fucking war. There is, obviously. Now, to be honest, I don't know why Tijuana hates Sinaloa. I know why Sinaloa hates Tijuana. Sinaloa hates Tijuana because they have the fucking border. And everything, all the drugs that they pass, everything they have, all of their product is taxed because they have the border. And, and Tijuana knows that. So they put heavy percentages on the taxes, which is leaving Sinaloa fucking broke. Which makes sense. So that's why they hate them. And they think Tijuana thinks they're the shit. So that's they're like, oh, these guys. And why Tijuana hates Sinaloa, like before El Chapo kills Inadina's husband and thing. Like, I, okay, before that, I understand. Like, before that, I mean, after that, after that, more likely, I understand why they hate him. But before, what the fuck do they hate Sinaloa for, bro? Like, they're just being haters. Like, they're just 
you just they're just picking on them because they're a little brother and they know they can shit on them so i don't know like the juana hates them before after yes before i don't know like just their history that they're always fucking banging each other always bumping heads and shit so i guess but i do like how they make the war and how they make hate each other and that's just if you look at the history that's what happened i love how they add mayo Ismael El Mayo, La Mara Garcia, for those of you who don't know him. And you guys know him from the show. I know him from the show. I know him before. Dude's a fucking beast. And that's true about him. he had his own like boat. He had his own boat. And he was like a solo business. Dude, like say he was like a sea shrimp thing, catching shrimp and selling him at the border. Yeah, the dude had drug products there, you know. And he went to Tijuana and he, he also had to pay a tax. Now he wasn't in either of them because he liked to be his own boss. Now, in the history thing, that's what it says. In the show, that's what it says. So that's, I guess, comparable. He, like, Tijuana, Benjamin wanted him. But Maya's like, I want to be my own boss. And then Sinaloa, too, they're like, oh, come on, Joins, I want to be my own boss. But he said he would rather be on Sinaloa just because he's from there. He was born there. He grew up there. He knows Chapo. Chapo, like, his best friend. And he's cool with Wed and he's cool with Azul. So that's why he's like, oh, if I were to be there, I'll be with them, not you. But he didn't say that. He just continues on to be himself until Tijuana, you know, they want to send a message, blah, 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 you know, they're trying to get all this shit out. And that's when, they, that's when the war really starts because Tijuana's trying to send the message like, no, Tijuana's not to be the fuck with, and they destroy his boat, burn that shit to the ground, and he, obviously he's not thrilled about that, like the fucking burning his shit, so he's not thrilled about that, and then he joins Sinaloa. And that becomes the war and everything, which is which is cool. I like how they added that. I just like I'm saying I just like how they added my you know, like it's very similar to the actual story. So I appreciated that. More Tijuana man, no Benjamin, uh, Ramon, Enedina, Felix. I mean uh I said Felix, it's cause I already know Felix, but you know them. I like how they added that, I like how they add like their almost their downfall when uh cardinal posadas is killed in the guadalajara cartel like i like how they put that between the two war between the two cartel war when they have that uh shootout and that leads to a cardinal posada's death that becomes like changes the whole thing that changed the whole thing in drug traffickers in the 1990s because it was very embarrassing for the catholic church for mexico uh, all around the world big political thing embarrassed mexico embarrassed mexico because think about it dude there's drug traffickers drug trafficking in a country that's like 70 percent catholic it's embarrassing so it makes the whole country look stupid and that's why the government it makes the government look stupid so that's why like we can't let this happen every narc involved we're going after your ass does not matter and you know it's a huge shift and since the Arellano Felix are involved the politicians there the business he had with there all gone they all don't want to talk to him don't want to talk to him nothing he's losing everything and been coming in and and Edina and Ramor telling him bro get out of here like it is out get out of here and he's like no 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 I'm gonna be fine I'm gonna be fine and like one part like real quick I get something funny is when Ben Cummings getting mad because they're all getting away from me. He's like, they're treating me like a criminal, they're treating us like criminals. And then Dina's like, yeah, duh, bro, we are criminals. Like, for real. Like,
like she's speaking facts and been coming like we talk about like bro you're criminal and like this is just getting out and it just shows like how comfortable the narcs were getting like they literally thought their drug like their drug business was so corrupt it's so corrupt so normal they thought it was so normal just selling drugs that's how normal it got that's how bad it got and, it, it, and i just love how like that scene shows it and i think that was great that was great this also shows i think juan and sinaloa cartel uh warfing also shows like a chapel rising you know his time at uh in jail after Cardenal Posada's thing he was involved in that too so they got a whole shit mixed up and they also look for him and you know he gets caught by the Guatemalan police and they turn him over and everything and he gets in jail and there's three different sources on this now when his time in jail right in Arcos Mexico his time in jail he runs the whole thing He's, he's friends with the warden and he runs the inmates the inmates all follow him and the, the guards in our in his show El Chapo this dude literally like it shows that he had hell in prison for like the first few months because the warden hated him and then he gets out like solitary confinement and he finally gets back and then he owns the prison and he has hookers in there and like that's El Chapo and then this, the history source that I have he said or that I've read different sources uh, he, he says that he did control the prison he controlled like the inmates and the warden so like I guess Narcos Mexico is more similar to that but it's like three different sources it's talking about three different things but we're gonna go with the Narcos Mexico because this is the show and you know in the show he's making money moves he's like doing the cartel in the in the show you know, that's pretty big. You know, one of the big things is that he kicks out Guero because Fonetta's telling him, like, bro, like, if you want to be the leader, you got to kick this guy out. And he's like, and he doesn't want to do it because he's a boy, but he sees it. He sees that Guero, he has charisma. He has dude, dudes follow him. So he's like, all right, I got to kick him out. So he sends him different. And then Doneto, he sends him out too because Doneto, bro, like, it was a good stuff. What El Chapo tells him. He tells Doneto, Doneto's like, oh, I kick me out. And he's like, bro. These guys, they see that you're chirping in my ear. So who are they gonna really think is the leader? And I was like, man, he's speaking facts. That's that's facts. So then, so then even Ed, even Donetta's like, I respect that. That's true. So then he kicks him out. And then El Chapo becomes head of. And I like how that kind of correlates with the future. Like if they say this is gonna be last season, but if they make a season four, make like a spinoff, it totally goes with that. Because then Mayo visits Chapo and Joe and tells him, hey bro, I need you. Like you're to go, like you're hella smart. Like I need you to get out of here, and that's you know that kind of opens up the door about him escaping prison in the little go kart. I mean, not go in the car in the laundromat cart thing. That's hilarious. This also goes with um, Ramon when he gets killed in that same conversation. Chapo's like, "Hey, bro, I heard you guys killed Ramon," and then Miles like, "Yeah, bro, uh, just some guys like police officers, and they stopped him." Which is the irony. The irony is that I won't want to go kill him. And the dude ended up, <laughs> and the dude ended up dead. Like damn, that sucks. But he died because, and then, like it's a good thing because Mayo tells him like, I got the idea from you because Chapo dressed up as a police officer and he went to Puerto Vallarta to kill them, but he failed. But then this time it succeeded. And then Mayo's like, you're a visionary, bro. And you know that's it. Just shows Chapo like rising in the ranks, and I think that's that is.
cool. Anyway, also a cool part is when uh he get he dies and then Nadina's like like Mayo called Nadina. Nadina's like, Yeah, my brother's over there, he's gonna kill you, better watch yourself. And then Mayo like starts laughing. He's like, I think you should check up on him, not me. And I was like hilarious, bro. I was like, that's that's funny. Yeah. I just like that whole the concept thing and it was great though. It can make another spin-off, but let's see what they do. Moving on to the side characters of Wall and Daya and Victor, so not the drugs, the side characters. I like Walt. I like Walt Breslin. He's been on the second season. No, he's on this season. He's necessary for the show because we see the DEA side of all things, and he's important for that because, yeah, dude, you, you kind of need that perspective, and he brings a great perspective of the DEAs and of the police chasing or a government agency, you know, law enforcement chasing drug traffickers. And he's important. What I don't think is important is that they added his personal side. He added like his he has a girlfriend, Danny. And like he has to choose and the whole series is him battling or choosing between his girlfriend and his career. Like that in my opinion, that's not necessary at all. Like who gives a fuck? Like to be, to be honest. Maybe for the people who like more into drama and they like more about personal, for me, who just likes the his, historical content, like I could give less of a fuck about how Walt's feeling about his career and his girlfriend. Like, I do not give a fuck. That's one thing they could take off and put more Amado. That's just an idea. They should have done that, but him, like, his perspective, it was good. And then, like, also, too, and added uh, him and Alex Oloyan. Alex Oloyan, real character. He actually was there. And then, like, him being with the Revoyos Ejercito. That is well put. That's important, all right? Because you, we could see when when Walt's put with the Revoyo, obviously, he's not a real character. So, like, we get to see how the law enforcement thought of Revoyo. Like, they thought he was actually on their side and trying to take it off, but now he was corrupt. And we get to see how close how the boy was corrupt and I just you know I think that's cool yeah that was great that they put that and the whole interrogation thing with Alex Oligan and how America that also shows because you know he's American Wall Prison's American so it shows like how American Mexico collided and how they bumped heads with this shit and I think that's cool you know that's cool and then this leads to Andrea journalist she was very important in the thing like she's the one that has the corruption to correct to connect the corruption of Rebollo and the thing, you know, she does like the investigative and Carlos Hank and everything. And that is cool. And you know, at the end, I mean, not cool, but, you know, that's how it goes to the story. And then Walt meets her. Yeah, that's a very important thing how their both stories connect. Them meeting at the end, I think it's like very important. I mean, like, very important for the story because Walt explains how him like yeah he's DA agent he's not that he says the quote I'm not a good guy I'm a bad guy and I was like facts because he's speaking about not just him like the government both governments they both governments be like oh we're the good guys we're law enforcement we're trying to take down the narcs you know narcs are the bad guys they're the ones that kill people but Walt's saying like bro the government they're just as bad as them because they don't give a fuck about the people. They give a fuck about image and currency. They don't give a fuck about the people. They don't give a fuck about the drugs. They don't give a fuck about who's dying. They give a fuck about image and currency. 
and and that shit almost made him look stupid. The Reboyo made him look stupid as fuck. Both governments, and, and and they didn't like that shit, obviously. So they try to dumb that shit down, and that's what uh, Walt's talking about. Like what they did is bad. They did to the extent they did to get the narcs. Like it's it was bad and it was morally wrong. This one, that, that's a better word, morally wrong. And that's what Walt's speaking about. And the main thing I got out of it is that the government don't give a fuck about us. They don't give a fuck about what's morally right. They give a fuck about image and currency. And that just like really stood out to me. You know, like this this is what describes narcos. This is what this is the whole thing. Did that line image and currency is what describes the whole situation. I think that covers it perfectly. And I really like that. So yeah. One that leads me off to my thing with Victor Tapia. Let's go for Victor Tapia from Juarez. Come from Juarez. I enjoy the dude. Alright, I like his character. This dude's funny. The actor that plays him. That dude, he I mean he got the the Chihuahua or like the North accent. Fucking beautiful. Like Barejon, like that shit's fucking hilarious. Like he's good. He, he nailed that shit. He's a good character. I like Victor. Dude's cool. And I think he's necessary. His character, because it shows like, because even when the rest, like he gets into the, the DEA, right, and everything, and that's important, everything. So, like, I appreciate that. And it shows how the normal citizen of Mexico, or like specifically Juarez with under Amado, like how they were living life under the narc traffic and shit. So, that, I believe that. So, that's good and everything, but. What I don't understand is that they gave him a whole storyline about him finding the girl. What does that have to do with narcs? And like to a certain extent it does, but like his story, like the story that they put in the in the first five episodes, like the last episodes, when he's with Vicente and he's tracking down the girls, like okay, that makes sense. But like the first five though, who cares? That doesn't do anything. Now, wait this with the femicide, I get because then this is where I get a little bit complicated. Because I know how the femicide has uh, connects with the narcs. Because the cops don't give a fuck. They're all corrupt. Okay, they don't give a fuck about the femicide thing. They're all worried with the with the drugs and they're all busy with that and they don't make enough money. Like, all right, I get it. So that's how it connects with femicide and femicide. You know, it's horrible and it's still off today. Females be dying for no reason. Like misogynist. Like I get it. It's all bad. But like to a certain extent it does deal with drugs but not really and that, that was my own thing like they didn't have to spend all this time like the beginning all this time setting up victor like they didn't have to do that they could have just put him like set him up as they had to do the corrupt cop thing he's not really corrupt but you know what i mean like he does a bunch of shit side jobs to get money because they don't pay him a lot they could just put that at the beginning a little bit and then pause them until he got into the DEA and that's when they start putting a story. That's where they should do it. But before, that's when you could have put Almado. That's just me, man. That's just me. But it was a good show. <laughs> at the end of that, man, it was a good show. I really like it. Out of 10, I give it a 9. And I give it a 9 out of 10 because everything else was good. The one thing wasn't good Give Amado more screen time, bro. That's the only reason. Had to give this dude more screen time. But the overall story's good. 
and this message is good theme i like a few parts of history is correct and everything so i really enjoyed it i enjoyed season i think season two is probably the best one but this season was enjoyable and was good something different guys something different for the podcast tell me you guys enjoyed it man tell me you guys like my reviews and so i should do more on the shows and stuff so see y'all in the next